Hello and welcome. I hope everybody is having a great week. I would love to connect with you guys and have some conversation about these episodes. If you go to my Facebook page, I actually have two, but the one that I have conversations on is Child Care Business Professionals. And if you just ask to join and just um, type in a comment and just let me know what you think of the podcast or have any questions about what I talk about or anything like that. I think it would be great for us to have conversations about these topics since I know the things I talk about are things that all of us are going through and that we can learn from each other. That being said, I want to start off this episode explaining uh, why I'm doing this episode. There's a couple things. One of my goals in doing this podcast is I'm really hoping that I can help those of you out there avoid some of the pain points that I have gone through, that I do go through, and that I'm currently going through. One of my favorite podcasters, Pat Flynn, actually recorded his introduction to one of his episodes to say, making mistakes so you can learn from them. In many ways, I do feel like that, and not just the mistakes, but also things that happened to me. And that is what happened last week. We had a particularly bad week, not just professionally, but personally. My husband just started dialysis, and so we were on our second week of dialysis training, which if any of you have been through this, it is not fun at all. It's very trying, very stressful, and a lot of it is uh, just figuring out what to do. A lot of it is just guesswork, honestly, on the doctor and the nurse's part. So that in and of itself was very, very stressful for me. Now my childcare staff is excellent and I have complete confidence in them. So I wasn't too worried about my center until something occurred that really made it hard for my staff. And I have to also say that my staff handled it absolutely beautifully and I'm so very proud of them. But it is, no matter what, no matter who you are, how good you are, it's it was really, really a hard week for them and for me as well. Uh, but it was particularly hard because I was in a dialysis center all week with my husband and I couldn't be there with my staff and I felt like I couldn't be there for them. So what happened was we had a particularly vicious attack online. And those of you who've been through this know how hard it is, how hard online hate can be. And this one uh, was really tough. And I have to say, my center's been through this before. It's not like it's the first time. If you are a business owner, if you are a director, online hate is something you're just going to have to tell yourself it will come. There's nothing you can do to avoid it, whether you're an in-home provider, a large center, eventually somebody is going to say something nasty. It's just the world we live in now. So I really don't have too much of a problem with it, and I'm pretty accepting of it. But this particular incident was very different from what we have experienced in the past. And I can't go into the details. Eventually I will. But I will tell you, I have. Uh, it was bad enough that I have retained a lawyer. And so I just want to tell you guys how we dealt with it and what I've learned from it so far, which this probably won't be my first and only episode on this subject since it's going to be an ongoing thing. But I will say that this particular incident of online hate 
became very personal towards one of my staff members. And to me, that's where it crossed the line. When it first came out, it was pretty damaging and it was pretty hateful, but I was just going to ignore it because most people with sense don't pay attention to hateful things online. Online reviews are one thing when they are just honest and factual. That's one thing. And people do look at that, right? And sometimes, to be honest, we deserve not the best of reviews. Keep in mind, we cannot possibly be perfect. We are not perfect. We never will be. And when you keep that in mind, it it is really helpful and it can help you to release that anxiety of negative reviews. Since we are human, we will make mistakes and they will be posted online. That's just what it is. The goal is to make 90% of the people happy 90% of the time, right? We will never make 100% of the people happy. So I'm pretty good about just letting online reviews and whatnot roll off my shoulders. I haven't experienced too many bad ones, but of course they're there since people aren't going to be happy. And, and also there's people that we send to collections who aren't going to like to be held accountable, right? And so those people who don't want to be accountable are going to make things up and they're going to put things online, which happens. And those things, you just kind of have to laugh them off. I've learned if, and one of the things I tell my staff all the time is, you got to just learn to laugh or you're just going to cry. And so a lot of times it's just like, oh, well, whatever. There's another hater, you know, and most of the time I look, I'm like, oh, look, I sent them to collections last month. Now they're leaving me hate reviews. This one was different. This person went on a, as many of the local Facebook pages as they could. They reviewed and they were just saying very vicious things. And then they were also soliciting other parents who did not like us or who had problems with us. Let me just clarify. When I say they, the mother involved, it looks like she uh, solicited one of her friends to help her spread the word about this. Uh, the first time she posted a review, it was taken down for defamation and some other purposes. So she posted something to her personal page and then had a friend share it. And she's actually asking people to make it go viral. One of the hardest things to deal with throughout this is that we weren't even really at fault. What this person is accusing us and the story that she has come up with didn't even really happen. This parent misinterpreted something that happened And she basically created a narrative of the entire situation and convinced herself that it was factual and never gave anybody a chance to explain what really was going on or what had occurred. And in her explanation to the public at large, she even exaggerated the facts, not just her interpretation or her narrative that she made up. She exaggerated the actual facts of what happened. And she never gave anybody an opportunity to explain what was going on. When my director tried to explain to her, she just started screaming. Uh, Ironically, one of the state agencies was involved. They tried to explain and she even started screaming at them and never let anybody get in a word in basically. And had she just let somebody speak, she'd understand that what she thought happened wasn't really what happened at all. 
And I'm sure many of you guys have been in that situation. But most of the time, people will stop to at least listen, right? Or even after they just calm down, they'll listen. So I do sympathize with the parent because what she's feeling and her actions started from a place of fear. And that is okay. What's not okay is the fact that she just wouldn't listen to reason and she just became so hateful and made up a story that was completely exaggerated to try and hurt my center. And what made it even worse is that she decided to take it out on one specific staff member and she decided to make it very personal towards that staff member and started spreading things that were not truthful. And of course, at this point, there are people who are jumping on her bandwagon and she has taken this to the city at large. So there are other people who are jumping on board with her. And as I look at the people who are jumping on her bandwagon, I can see there's one person who I wouldn't allow back into my center who had left and given up her spot. And we have a two year wait list. I just couldn't really get her back in. Uh, Plus she was not the best paying customer. There's another one uh, who also we had sent to collections, which is really the most common thing. There's even a couple former disgruntled employees, which is to be expected, especially from the employees, I would say. They seem to be the ones that attack the hardest. But it's the attack on my current employee that really, really got under my skin and is what made me start to take action legally and just really made this so incredibly stressful. Is it hard to have my center dragged through the mud? Yes, it absolutely is. But I can coach myself through that. And I've taught myself over time, not to take that personally, because it's going to happen. What is really hard, though, is knowing how hurt my staff members were, when they saw this personal attack, how stressed out my staff was over this, how concerned they were. But what was also really cool about it was how united it made my staff. They really came together in support of our center, in support of what we do, in support of what we believe in and who we are. And it really united them and almost strengthened us as a team. It seemed to really help to remind my staff how good of a job they really do and how much we care And how hard we've worked to get where we are. And the fact that they don't deserve this. They really understood and acknowledged that we have worked way too hard, come way too far, and work too hard every day to be treated this way and to be dragged through the mud. The pride that they showed in the center and they are showing right now is really great. And it's a wonderful feeling for me to see that they get it. They understand that they're doing a wonderful job, that what we do is a great thing. And they are angry that someone is trying to discredit that. So that has been a really positive in all of this. The other positive is how united my parents have been behind us. We have actually not had one single parent buy into the stuff that is being spread about us right now. And all of them are actually extremely supportive. I have been getting countless messages uh, from current and former parents and staff members 
that have just been so encouraging. Just people saying, I am so sorry your center is going through this. If you need us to write you a statement, I will do whatever is needed. You guys don't deserve this. And it's really, really awesome to see how many of my current and past uh, customers are really just uniting behind us. And even some of my past employees, actually quite a few of them have come together and said, hey, you know, we really don't like what those other former employees have to say. So if you need anything, let me know. I will write whatever I need to to back you guys up. So that kind of support has just been really encouraging. And it definitely outnumbers by far. I mean, it is 10 times more people coming to our aid than there are criticizing right now. So it's actually probably closer to like 50 times, to be honest. And it's really nice. And that is very helpful. Um, So after that long introduction, I'll go into what I've learned about from all this. The first thing, going back to just um, talking about how the people who've been really supportive about there, is that I think I've learned that it's almost like when you provide a really great service like we do and try your hardest, your old customer base almost becomes like fans of yours. And so do your, even my former staff members, they still believe in what we do and not all staff leaves disgruntled. So the ones who leave on good terms can be your best cheerleaders they still understand your vision, they still understand the passion, and they still have that buy-in. Just because they're not there doesn't mean that they don't buy in. So they take this stuff pretty seriously too. And to a certain extent, they will always be a part of your team. So one of the things that I've done that really helped me through this is I've really embraced that. I've embraced the people who have been sending the words of encouragement, the staff members who've Uh, reached out to me, the former staff members, and just really focused on those positives, the people who are really defending us out there. The other thing I did was I actually asked them to respond. Just, you know, I figured if this negativity is out there, why don't we offset it with the positives? And if we can outnumber this negativity and just drown it out then that's what people's takeaway is going to be. And like I said earlier, most people with sense do not buy into these negative reviews. Uh, People with intelligence, when it's particularly hateful and just a blatant attack like this, they don't buy into it. People are looking for the factual information. But even still, I wanted to drown out that negativity. And I figured, you know, if people are reading this and we have enough people showing support, they're going to realize that this person's situation is either false or it's not the norm. And that's really the takeaway we wanted. So I did start saying, hey, would you mind sharing, you know, what you just messaged me on there and, you know, show us your support. And that started happening. And it really was cool because it has completely overwhelmed the negativity. So don't be afraid to ask. The second lesson I learned was from my business coach and my lawyer both. And I really wanted to respond so badly. I wanted to get on there. My director wanted to get on there, a bunch of my staff members, and we just really wanted to tell our side of the story. But both my business coach and 
My lawyer said the same thing, and they basically told me, do not respond by any means. The worst thing you can do is respond because no matter what I say, I will look like the villain. If I um, explain the situation, I'll look like I'm being defensive or that I'm taking responsibility and admitting guilt. So there's really nothing I can do in this situation that will be interpreted in a positive manner. People will interpret it the way they want to, right? It doesn't really matter what I say or do. If people want to see us in a positive light, they're going to interpret it in a positive light. If they don't, they're not going to. So I can't win. The other thing is it opens it up to engagement. It's going to almost bait and lure me into engaging into this, which is something you really do not want to do, especially because in situations like this, emotions run high and it's very hard to stay indifferent and professional when emotions are running so high. So do not engage in this situation, no matter how badly you want to, no matter how badly you want to tell your side of the story, correct the narrative. It's really not going to serve you in any way. One of the other takeaways I got occurred to me while my husband and I were in uh, the dialysis center, he was having some complications and they sent us over to the hospital to get some stuff checked out. And it just dawned on me that in the grand scheme of things, this isn't important as big as it feels right now, as huge and tolling as it is a year from now, it won't even matter right now what my husband is going through will matter. My husband was taken to get some x-rays done and I was reading through these comments on the Facebook post as he was getting x-rays and I just couldn't help thinking to myself, why am I giving this so much of my time and energy when what's really important in my life is getting x-rays because of complications with dialysis. That really helped me to put this in perspective and realize that it's not as big as I was making it out to be in my mind, which comes to the next lesson that I, or takeaway that I've got from this. Other people are not responsible for how we feel, right? I cannot give that person that kind of power in my life. I cannot give this woman enough power over me and my life to allow her to make me feel upset, angry, stressed, or sad. First of all, she's not worth it. The situation isn't worth it. And I have much more important things to worry about. And in reality, this is will just blow over. It will pass by. Is it going to be a trial that I have to go through and a process? Absolutely. Especially since it may end up in court. But in the long run, it's just another hurdle I'm going to have to go over and it will pass also. Now, my husband being on dialysis isn't. That is something that we get to live with until he gets a kidney transplant. So when you put things into perspective like that, it just makes it seem so much smaller and so much more manageable. So just really think about that. In the grand scheme of things, how long is this going to last? Five years from now, am I going to even care? I'll probably look back about it and have some minor irritation, but it's not going to really matter. 10 years from now, it'll become a vague memory. The next takeaway I got from this is understanding why people do the things they do can actually be very helpful in getting past it and just managing it when it happens. 
And like I said earlier, we're going to receive online hate. It's it's going to happen, right? When it gets this bad, is it a little bit harder? Yes. But at the same time, it's probably going to be inevitable for all of us. Eventually, the longer we're in business, we're going to face something like this. Dr. Shannon Irving, who is a neuropsychologist with the podcast Epic Success, says that hurt people hurt people. And that's something that's really important to remember. So many times, this kind of online hate isn't really even about you. I can tell you that the hate that's being projected towards my staff member is absolutely really not about her whatsoever. It is about something that is happening within the people who started and generated this. This is not about that girl whatsoever. It is about them and their own lives and what is happening in their own lives, which is really unfortunate that when somebody's hurting, they look to hurt other people, but it is absolutely true. So keep that in mind when something just feels awful that it really isn't about you. It's about something going on in that person's life because hurt people hurt people. People who are satisfied with their own lives don't generally attack people in a vicious manner. So when you do see these particularly vicious attacks, just know that that person is going through something. That really helps me just shift the anger to pity. These people are really just trying to cause some kind of hurt, some kind of retaliation. The internet just empowers people by giving them an anonymity. Even if their name is on there, sitting behind a screen isn't the same as addressing a bunch of people, right? So they have that ability to be anonymous, which makes them even more hateful than they normally would be. That's an indication that these people have a lack of maturity. So those are the takeaways I have at this point throughout this process. I'm sure that things will change a little bit as things progress. I'm not even really sure when I'm going to be able to put this recording out since I'm going to have to consult my lawyer. And like I said in the beginning of the show, I will probably end up doing more than one episode on this and I might end up just putting them out as a series together just so that you guys can learn from what I'm going through. And I also just want to uh, note that the information that I do talk about that I get from my lawyer is not meant to be legal counsel. It is important for you to hire a lawyer if you're in a situation like this. Every state has different laws. Every situation is different. And you just want to make sure that you're protected as much as you possibly can. I just hope that my experience and what I bring to you here can help you learn to navigate what to do in the situation. And the first thing I would definitely do is to speak to an attorney. Uh, I also think it's really a good thing to have a business coach or um, a consultant to bounce ideas off of. It's one thing to be in the thick of it. um, And it's another thing to have somebody who's just advising you. In January, I'll be launching a series of webinars. And I'm also going to be launching a membership group 
where uh, I will be working with other directors and owners and acting as a coach. We'll also have an area where we can pick each other's mind and have live group coaching sessions that'll be hosted through Zoom so a few of us can get online together and speak real time, see each other's face. I think that's so much more effective than like a Facebook chat. That way we can have conversations and have group coaching time. So if you have any questions about that or want any information, you can check out my website at www.childcarebusinessprofessionals.com or you can email me at evelyn at childcarebizpros.com. If you would like my weekly newsletter, you can also subscribe to that on my website, which again is childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. I really hope that none of you will have to go through what my staff went through last week. And I hope if you do, that this helps you go through it with flying colors and makes it a little bit easier on you. Again, as always, have a wonderful week and I will talk with you guys next week.